0: Listening to the Geek Awakens
1: with Mitch, Matt,
2: Tabitha, Lydia,
3: and Ticket.
0: So, we have um, a couple of special uh, episodes to end the year out. Um, and when we came back from our second extended break, we had a plan to have new content every Thursday, and y'all, we did it. Well, probably did it, unless something really weird it. happens between now and next week, but I'm, I'm oh, proud of us, guys. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that's that's how I am. So um, 20 years ago, we had two huge movies come out um, that have uh, left a big mark in terms of geekdom uh lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring and harry potter and the sorcerer's stone um we we kind of realized a couple months ago that it was the 20th anniversary for both of these movies and wow that makes me feel old yeah (laughs) (laughs) so this episode we are um paying tribute to i don't know if that's the right word um but we are you know kind of remembering those two movies um and what kind of lasting effects that they have had on our lives so the first one that we're going to talk about is lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring um it was released on actually you know what i take that back rewind um sorry <laughs> uh let's start with harry potter because that one was released first um i watched lord of the rings first today that's why i was initially going to start with that but anyway <laughs> uh so harry potter and the sorcerer's stone was released on november 14th 2001 um it has a 7.6 out of 10 rating on imdb and an 81 on rotten tomatoes um starring daniel radcliffe emma watson rupert Grant alan rickman and maggie smith uh harry potter and the sorcerer's stone made nearly 975 million in its initial release um three uh sorry 32.3 million of that was on the first day in the u.s and canada so um let's start off first what are our favorite parts of this movie um Tabitha let's start with you because I know that you're a real 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 sleepy head and you might fall asleep during this recording
4: I was already asleep um my favorite parts to this movie I just I really like seeing the world brought to life like for me this first movie is more about the setting than it is the characters because let's face it the acting is kind of subpar in this first film Their children i get it but the like seeing you know hogwarts come to life and seeing you know the great hall and the creatures as limited as they were in this first film like that was just that's always going to be my favorite part mostly because of nostalgia i think
0: two parts really stand out to me with this movie um the first one is towards the beginning when uh harry and his adopted family um well his aunt uncle and cousin um are at the reptile house and harry like uh i guess first realizes that you know well i i guess at this point he doesn't even realize that he has magic powers but the first time that you know he does something with them and his uh dudley is that his cousin's name yeah yes yeah, yeah. okay um and dudley falls into the snake pit uh that that one always makes me smile. Maybe it's just because of children being harmed. I don't know. Um <laughs> speaking of children being harmed, the other scene that I really love is the towards the end with the chess scene. Uh, I think that, that is really, really well done. And to see uh like Ronald Weasley getting up on the horse when he becomes the knight, I don't know why. That makes me chuckle. Um but like just just seeing him up on there. Um, but yeah like that that scene is probably one of my favorite scenes of this movie, um, Pickett. I know you're also a pretty big Potterhead. Actually, I think yep. you're
4: all
3: Potterheads except for me. But I digress. <laughs> so for me, this movie uh, was a movie I didn't even want to see. I had a buddy who said, "Hey, let's go see Harry Potter." I'm like, "I don't want to go see Harry Potter. It looks stupid." He's like, "No, it'll be cool." Uh, it was the Esquire Theater, you know. So it was like super cheap. So I'm like, "Yeah, whatever. We'll go." So we went. And, like, it was a, a game changer for me. This was my entrance into geekdom. Uh, I didn't do superheroes. I didn't do anything at this point. I just uh, I didn't do much, but this was like one of the first movies that really kind of sunk me into uh, all the stuff that is uh, Harry Potter. So, uh, for me, the, the thing that stood out most um, was just being introduced to this whole world of magic uh, that was so well put together. Um, for me, uh, it was just so, I, I was put into the movie just because of the world that has been created. Yeah.
0: Um, Lydia, what was, uh, what are some of your favorite parts of the movie?
2: So I have to agree with Tabitha, just overall, just kind of the overall like look and feel of like bringing the world to life. And honestly, like even though they are children and the acting is kind of cruddy, like just watching the, the main three, like just their chemistry build over even the first movie, because even throughout the series, that's been one of the best parts, I think of the movies themselves, even when some of the storyline that itself kind of lacks. So the fact that you can just kind of see that grow throughout the first movie is really cool. Even if we're as young as they were.
0: Um, Matt,
1: what about you? Um, I think some of my favorite parts of this movie are essentially like all of the big character introductions that you get. Um, I, Tabitha and I were talking and like, I read these, I think in part because I knew that the movie was coming and I had heard interesting things about the book. So like the summer before this was released, I picked up at least, I think the first two books and read those pretty quickly. Um, And I, I really enjoyed the books got into those, but I think it was the moments of seeing these characters on the big screen and knowing that this this world that she'd created, um, and, like seeing them appear on screen and knowing who they were before there were any introductions. You know, like at the very beginning when you see the cat and you know that it's McGonagall and then Dumbledore says her name and you're like, yes. It's just like, there's that satisfaction knowing who these characters were before they were named on the screen.
0: Um, on the flip side of this, and I, this isn't going to be... I, we're not... This isn't Guilty Pleasure Dumpster Fire. I'm not trying to crap on either of these movies. But one thing that stuck out um, each time that I've seen this movie, um, because this is now, believe it or not, this is like the fourth time that I have seen Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Um, mm. But something that has struck out at me each time that i just like that it just it bugs me is that how um uh uh what oh my god what is their what is their house um gryffindor, gryffindor. 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 thank you thank you <laughs> i kept wanting to say hogwarts i'm like i no that's the main one um as i said i'm not a potterhead guys <laughs> um, but um why does gryffindor win everything in this movie like
4: Gryffindor wins everything in every movie plot twist spoiler alert <laughs> yeah
2: pretty much
0: I get that and like I have I think what now I've seen the first three I haven't seen the fourth one right
2: I don't think so you yeah. stop at three yeah, no,
0: you, you probably would have kept, probably, probably kept going after four yeah fair um but yeah so after the seeing the first three movies yes I get that that uh that yeah gryffindor wins everything but like why does gryffindor win everything give ravenclaw something i something anything anyway um that was my that's my main beef with this movie and i guess maybe the franchise as a whole um i guess i'll open this up to if anybody else has any any beef any uh you know grievances with harry potter and the sorcerer's stone watching this one i
4: realized that i don't watch the theatrical release to these movies ever and i watch the extended cuts because i'm watching it and i'm like this isn't what's supposed to be happening something wrong with this did i fall asleep like it <laughs> it really threw me off like the extended cuts of these are so much better and they give you so much more that it's almost not worth watching the Theatrical releases anymore for me. Like it just feels like so much is left out and it just feels weird. I don't like
2: it. Say, for me, I feel like having watched this so many times, I kind of became desensitized to it, but watching it more with like a critical eye, I realized just how bad the CGI is for some of the like, (laughs) some of the scenes when they're trying to be people. And it's very clearly not like when (laughs) Neville like ends up on the flat, like the staff thing up on the top and falls like you can tell it's not a person and it barely even looks like it's like supposed to be a person (laughs) so that did not age well at all
0: (laughs) that's fair that's fair um so how does this movie compare to the first time you saw this movie um i'm gonna go first because mine is probably the least exciting because i my first time seeing this movie is because of this podcast um my first time seeing it all the way through (laughs) Um, I think this might have even been when we recorded like our quote unquote pilot episode or like around that time because we had all discussed like how I, I'm i not a Potterhead and y'all tried to change that and here we are six years later and I'm still not really a Potterhead um, <laughs> but we all but, you have know,
2: our, our indiscretions it's fine <laughs>
0: um, but yeah so like my my viewing is still kind of the same because I'm watching it specifically for this podcast. I'm doing it for content or whatever. So, you know, it's like, I'm, I feel like I should be paid for it, but I'm not, it's okay. Um, Matt, how does this compare to your first time seeing
1: it? Um, to be fair, I'm old and I don't remember the first time I saw this. I really don't. I know that I probably saw this in theaters. Um, but like apart from that impression that I got of meeting those characters for the first time, like I don't remember anything awe inspiring or fascinating about the actual first time I remember watching it. Yeah, um, Lydia.
2: So I actually remember seeing this at the theater. I remember going to uh, the old Carasotis that used to be on MacArthur.
3: Oh, I love uh, that one
2: yes i miss
3: it especially especially that was where i saw it
2: (laughs)
0: yeah oh plot twist you guys were in the same theater
2: that would be funny actually
3: (laughs) that that would be hilarious
2: yes I, i remember going there to see it with my mom and dad and just being like so enthralled by how like as silly as it sounds magical everything was uh and like i i obviously ha- am a potterhead and have been for years so overall my like overall view of it hasn't changed a whole lot other than watching it now makes me really really wish that one chris columbus had stuck out like the entire film series because the first two movies are so much better than the rest of the movie series, in my opinion, as far as like how, how they followed the books. And two, how much I miss Richard Harris because, oh my God, no one was a better Dumbledore. Michael Gambon tried, but he failed miserably.
0: Um, Pickett, how does this, uh, how is watching it now, this week, whenever you watched it compared to the first time you saw it?
3: So I actually watched this last night. I did a double feature last night because I, I wanted it nice and fresh. And I'm going to be honest. The first time I saw this movie, I was amazed. I was a kid. I, I loved it. Second time, not the second. Time, I've seen it many times. But watching it last night, I, I gotta, be, I gotta be real with you guys. I was hypercritical of everything. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this, this looks old. And, and much like it's been mentioned, that the, uh, the CGI is not amazing. Um, so yeah, but it's still an amazing film. It was so fun. Uh, my family watched it with me. Uh, they were annoyed when I turned on the. Um, extended edition of lord of the rings we'll talk about that later (laughs) so but yeah i know um but i I did still enjoy it uh but in comparison i i lost some of that magic but like i said i was a kid that's what that's what started me in this whole world as a matter of fact before that movie i'd never read a book in my life for pleasure Uh, and after that i read every harry potter book that ever came out uh except for the first one i still can't read it i don't know why (laughs) weird (laughs) Tabitha, how
0: does comparing it, how does watching it in 2021, almost 2022, compare to seeing it in 2001?
4: Um, 2001, Tabitha was so excited because I was the same age as the characters, like when the books were coming out. So I was like growing up with this series. By the time the movies rolled around, I was a little bit older, but I was still like really ready to see like the world come to life. And the first movie like definitely did a really good job with that. Again, it was just seeing, you know, the locations and the structure and that first time when the first years are going across the lake and Hogwarts came into view, like I burst into tears in the theater, like hard tears, like don't even remember no. like being this. I know. Right. Seeing the sorting because I was so worked up about just the castle existing in this movie and like my Harry Potter love is kind of clouded and I feel very weird and conflicted about it now. And so watching it even feels makes me feel kind of gross on the inside, which makes me sad. But it's just the time that we live in, unfortunately. And watching it the other night, I mean, I probably watched this movie a hundred times. Like, I, it's the only movie I can watch without subtitles because, as Matt can attest, I was very annoying because I was quoting the entire thing in the accents, wow. <laughs> verbatim, through the whole thing, like... I could have turned the movie off and just done all the voices and he wouldn't have had to hear it twice. Like I can quote this movie. Like I could probably sit here with a pen and paper and write the entire script out.
3: Um, I would I would like to request the uh, Tabitha version of Harry Potter, please. <laughs> That's going to be exclusive
0: for our Patreon subscribers coming soon. Yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, I just watched it twice last night in stereo. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's- Fine, you're, you're welcome.
2: Thanks. I didn't, so didn't have turn someone the title sitting title. there like making fun of it as you were watching it. Uh, no, I
4: was quoting the whole thing, yeah.
2: just the whole thing, and so like I don't really um, have
4: any like way to differentiate between the millions of times that I feel like I've watched this movie. Um, just my regrets that it was the theatrical release, not the extended.
0: So last topic before we move on to Lord of the Rings. Um, so, and it's, and you guys have kind of touched on it a little bit already, but um, if you haven't said it already, what is something that specific that you remember about the first time you saw this movie um, Tabitha, when you suggested this question, you used um, something about the star emoji experience, star emoji Of this movie. Um, What are you
4: asking me?
0: (laughs) No, I'm not asking you. I'm just saying like, because this is, this was your question. And you said like, you know, you said, what was something you remember about the first time you saw the movie? Something about the, and then you use the star emoji experience. And then you use the star emoji again.
4: Oh, I think I just meant like your your experience experience i don't remember this conversation mitch just to be super real with you <laughs> that's fine i have fine. no idea what you're talking about so give me like two shakes <laughs> oh like the experience of seeing i had to go back to our group chat man this is this is not the day to be making me think about something that happened more than three hours ago um <laughs> like the experience of it like you know when you're i mean we weren't most of us weren't kids, like, Lydia was a little bit younger than the rest of us, but, like, I was a teenager by the time this happened, and, like, I remember going and, like, thinking I had to be cool, because I was with my cool friends, I mean, like, I got dropped off in the theater 45 minutes away from my house, I have to be hip and cool, and then I got in there, and I walked out, just, like, all my emo eyeliner down to my chin, because I had just been crying, <laughs> the whole thing and like, lost all sense of decorum in that theater, like, my cool veneer very rarely cracked harry potter cracked my cool veneer and i do you remember a little kid running around in there dressed up as harry potter but all he had on was <laughs> this is so southern illinois he had on a pillowcase and his mom had like drawn the hardcore symbol on it oh my God. and he was that's carrying like well, little play school play brooms <laughs> that was my harry potter memory so that's what i meant just like that first like experience like if anything happened like around you that was what my star emojis meant from a week ago i'm not sure i understand
0: <laughs> 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 same girl same <laughs> so,
2: my, my question is was it one of the like brooms that they like put out that was one of the like vibrating ones that they then had to recall because you know no, no one this thought like that one broom. of the playful
4: ones that went with like the dust broom and dust set from yes, like a yeah. house, they set. Okay. like just a little blue plastic broom for children. He was
0: just like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, Matt. What about you? Was there like, was there something else that stood out with you, like the first time you saw this movie?
1: Um, kind of like I said earlier, I I, I almost wish there was, um, but. Uh, nothing in particular. I didn't have any fun kids in pillowcases running around the theater when I saw it.
4: Uh, so. No,
1: weren't knowing that it was like the beginning of like an epic franchise and almost, I, I, I guess almost worrying that we weren't going to get to see the whole thing that they had started to build on screen um, because i mean really how many franchises were eight nine films long you know in, at that time you know even star wars which was supposed to be nine movies it took 40 years to get there you know so i guess that was the biggest thing was think was walking out of that deer going that was incredible but are we ever actually going to see this whole series come to fruition
0: now, Pickett, were you wearing a pillowcase and holding a broom the first time you saw this Harry Potter, or was there I mean, something else gonna,
3: that you... I mean, I'm not going to say I wasn't, <laughs> but no. Uh, th- this, this experience for me was kind of a, a life changer, but prior to Harry Potter, seeing it in theaters, I was never in a movie where I felt transported, if you will. Uh, so this was that movie. This was the movie that, that cultivated my love of going to the movies uh so for me the movie in of itself uh changed my whole life essentially because prior to this i could care less to have seen a movie in the theaters as i mentioned i saw this at the esquire that's like the last theater in springfield that ever got a movie and it was stupid cheap so uh yeah my parents didn't like it because i started seeing movies more frequently and i was a kid so i didn't have any money but uh no this was a it was magical That's, that's about all i can say at first, I thought you were going to say
0: that um, your parents didn't like it because they were afraid that you know it was like, you know, like because it was dealing with witchcraft and like it was going like, <laughs> to turn you into a devil worshiper or something like that. That was that was one of the things that I loved about um, like when Harry Potter first started getting getting big. Is how many parents like freaked out about it, like, oh, it's right devil worship.
2: Books.
3: Like I was. I no. was really active in my church at that point, and there was, there was a lot, a lot of, like, issues, and, like, I was really conflicted, I'm like, should I even go see this thing? Yes, I'm gonna go see it, it's a movie, but, yeah, no, there was, there was a whole thing. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, for me, like, I just remember my first time watching it thinking, what the H am I getting myself into? That's really about it. <laughs> um. Lydia what about you was there was there something else that really stuck out about you your first time seeing this
2: movie so like Tabitha mentioned I was a little bit younger I was think I was like seven when this movie came out um but I remember having gotten the second book I got the second book before I got the first book from the fair and I tried to read it and i didn't understand it because i was still a little bit young and it was the second book so i was missing things so i never finished it the movie came out and we went and saw it in the theater and i absolutely loved every minute of it and then i was like oh well hey this is the the book that i just got like that i didn't read so that i went back to the book after i watched the movie and realized oh it's the second one maybe that's why i didn't understand so then we found the first one and then i read the series from then on and like went and got the books as they came out. So going to see the movie basically sparked me getting into the books as hard as I did. So just kind of the overall experience of seeing all of that on screen made me realize, Oh, Hey, like this book that I have that I basically set to the side might actually be something I'm interested in. And it kind of like sparked my love of the whole series.
0: So about a month later, Uh, another huge franchise started. Um, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, was released on December 19th of 2001. Um, It sits at an 8.8 out of 10 on IMDb and a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, This movie stars Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Orlando Bloom, um, my Wizard World BFF Billy Boyd, um, Liv Tyler. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and like literally everybody else um i could have written down like everybody who starring in this movie but um my pen probably would have ran out of ink um this movie made more than 888 million in its initial release uh and then on the first day in the u.s and canada it hit uh 18.2 million um and also if you are a fan of feet this movie is for you um <laughs>
2: You would go in
4: there.
0: Uh... Aren't you glad you woke up, Tabitha?
4: No. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like for the show or just like in life? Like, yes. The answer is still no. <laughs> um,
0: so, same questions as with Harry Potter as with this one. Um, what were some of our favorite parts of The Fellowship of the Ring? Um... You know, this was honestly, this was my first time seeing this movie all the way through. I remember when it came out on video, like I rented it a couple of times and just never finished it. Um, that also makes me sound really old. I rented this movie from Blockbuster. <laughs> um, Get off my lawn. Uh, but yeah, but this is my first time seeing it all the way through. And honestly, I'm still kind of processing it. Um, I enjoyed it. I did not enjoy that the first movie in this franchise is three hours long. It's like, it's, it's kind of like with, you know, Avengers, you know, for it to be that long, uh, for Endgame game to be that long. It, I don't want to say Endgame game earned it, but like end game kind of worked its way up to that. Whereas Lord of the Rings, they're just starting you out with, Hey, you going to be here a while. Um, <laughs> and that's fine. That's, you know, that's all well and good, but like, but yeah, um, but i don't know the the acting in this movie is is good um you know i really like elijah wood's character uh, ian mckellen can do absolutely no wrong um although the the fight scene with him and christopher lee um was interesting uh i i kind of got grumpy old men vibes out of it <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, you you guys should definitely not be fighting, but you are okay. Awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> um so this is but, the um, but also, and this is something that I'm gonna talk about a little bit more later. Um, Fellowship of the Ring, I think it does a really good job in establishing itself as you know, this is not just you know, one movie. This is going to be part of something much bigger um so yeah um Lydia what were some of your favorite parts of this movie
2: I mean there's a lot of them in this movie like you said it is like three to four and a half hours long depending on which version you watch um but it does do a really good job of like setting up for the lengthy story you're about to see the characters are great and I mean Aragorn's always going to be my favorite so going back and watching it just to watch him is always gonna be a highlight uh, <laughs> and, uh, I don't know just like there, there's a lot of good parts to this movie. I don't know if I could pick just like one thing
3: um, Pick it what about you My favorite part of the first movie is the scene where um, uh, they're traveling with Aragorn and they're stopping to eat again and they're like what are you doing and it's like second breakfast. And I <laughs> no just got so no, tickled no by second. that. Uh, so again, I've never read any of the books and I, I tried, couldn't do it. But um, but um, that to me was just the funniest thing I think I've ever heard in my life. I don't know at that point. Uh, but to me, that was my favorite favorite scene of the whole movie.
0: And not just second breakfast. There were so many times where it's like, hey, I've seen that meme. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: One does not simply walk into more.
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs>
1: um, Matt, what are some of your favorite parts? Um, so I actually have a few for this movie. Um, one is the scene at the Prancing Pony um, where there, uh, there's two parts to the scene that I absolutely adore. One is when, is it Pippin? Mm-hmm. That comes and sits down at the table and Mary mm-hmm. looks at him and goes, what is that? He goes, it comes in bites. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like that moment and the, like the look on his face when he realizes you can get a bigger beer i was like yes i feel that <laughs> but along with that in that scene is when you get that shadowy figure of strider sitting in the back of the inn mm-hmm. and having read the books i knew exactly who he was i knew exactly where this was going who he was going to be but that is it, it's such a good job in that particular moment of foreshadowing that I just, I I absolutely love it. Um, I do love the fight scene between Gandalf and Saruman. Um, I think it's hilarious because they're taking swings at each other with their stabs and they're taking blows. Like they actually got physically hit with each other's stabs, but there's no, they're not connecting. And that just, that makes me chuckle every time. Um, And then my other favorite moment is um, as the fellowship is leaving and they're in the boats and they cross between the, the stone statues of the Argonaut mm-hmm. and just the sight of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember it being so explicitly detailed in the book and it just brought something to life in the book that like, didn't have a whole lot of detail and they expounded on it and made it jaw-dropping
0: um one other thing that kind of reminded me before i get to you tabitha um along the same lines is when they're in the, the pub or whatever and when they're um staying the night there and the uh the shadowy creatures on the horses um Asgall. yeah and,
2: cool. <laughs> and
0: <laughs> when they uh when they find you know the uh, the hobbits and they are stabbing them in the beds and i'm like oh this movie's going to end a lot quicker and a lot more differently than i thought it was going to <laughs> but then it turns out nope they're already asleep in like a, in a completely different area i was like okay you you got me in the first half i'm not gonna lie yeah exactly uh tabitha what were some of your favorite parts
4: um so remember when I said I went to see Harry Potter with my cool friends I did not go see Lord of the Rings with my cool friends I went to see Lord of the Rings with my nerdy friends and (laughs) I by the time it's nice that you you know played both sides you know yeah yeah you know well you know whatever anyway um I read these books an ungodly amount of times as a child like just You know, whatever, all over the place constantly. I would carry them around with me, they would fall apart, and I would put them back together and reread them. Um, so when this movie was coming out, and this movie did come out, I knew that it was going to go one of two ways, much as I do with every adaptation. But this was like the first adaptation I was like worried about, like, I remember worrying about it. And while it's quite different, there are some things that I wish were in the movie that are not. I'm never going to get my way. I'm never going to get a remake. Um, I do watch the extended cut version. So again, watching this movie felt like the Diet Coke version of the Lord of the Rings movie. Like it just didn't feel right. But Fellowship is my comfort movie. And I used to fall asleep to watching it all the time. And I remember seeing an article on BuzzFeed that was like, there's somebody out there that is streamed. Uh, Fellowship of the Ring, like, and it was like this astronomical number, and I'm like, oh god, that's probably me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's me. I got on Buzzfeed and nobody knows it. And I can't tell anybody because it's really shameful. Um, this movie is my everything. This movie franchise is my everything. This book series is my everything. I remember watching this the first time, and it was the score for me. And the score of this movie is my favorite film score of all time. Like, I can hear, like, a tiny, tiny bit of it coming from six rooms away, and I'm, like, Fellowship of the Ring, who's watching it? Like, and I just, it brings back every memory of everything associated with this, um, but my favorite scene in this movie is actually when they are running through the mines, and, uh, they're jumping, and I'm, like, I'm going, nope, I'm out because I'm terrified of heights and like watching them do that. I'm just like looking around because I can't watch the stairs, the stairs and they're running and I'm like, there's no railings. Like, <laughs> what do you, how do you do this? Um, and then he goes to throw Gimli and he's like, no one throws a dwarf. And I'm like, same, because I would be so <laughs> insulted. Be too terrified to jump, I would rather die on that stone staircase than be tossed. <laughs> Very relatable. Gimli is hashtag relatable for me through the entire film franchise. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm a natural born spreader. I am wasted over long distances.
2: (laughs) Would you like me to get you a box? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) In most
4: cases, yes.
0: (laughs) So, for the next two questions with Lord of the Rings, I I am bowing out because like I said, this is my first time so I don't have any Thing to compare this to, um, so Pickett, how does watching uh, how does watching Lord of the Rings in 2021 compare to seeing it in 2001?
3: So I watched the theatrical version last week, um, um, and uh, just gave me the excuse to want to watch the extended version last night. But when I watched the, the theatrical release last week, I. Uh, I was surprised with how well that movie aged in general. Um, The the one thing I I couldn't help but notice was just everything was nice. I just, unlike watching Harry Potter, I'm like this, this is, I I felt like this movie was just released because it was just a good quality film. Um, And and honestly, I I will have to say that I I felt more out of watching it this time around, uh, the theatrical version, than I did the first time. I, I just really enjoyed it. Lydia what about you?
2: So I actually don't think I ended up watching this when it first came out Um, as like I said I think I was around seven so like it was a little bit like out of my uh, (laughs) attention span at that point in time Um, so like the first time I remember seeing it at all I think I walked in on my cousin watching one of the extended versions like oh this looks kind of cool and then I think it was like a year or two later before I actually sat down and watched the whole thing. But I have watched it so many times since then. And it never ceases to amaze me how awesome this movie is. Like I put it in last night and I actually didn't get to finish it, but like (laughs) it, it still is as good of a movie now as I remember it being the very first time I watched it. And I think overall I honestly prefer if I'm going especially going to introduce somebody to it to watch just the theatrical version and then have like watch the extended version after that because the extended versions are great too because of how much extra they add but I would much rather introduce someone to it with the theatrical first because I feel like it at like it the extended is kind of spoils some things for people so I have a love for both of them and I Yeah, just like I'm stumbling over myself. Yeah, comparing it to the first time I watched it, it's probably better now to me than when I first watched just because I have gotten older and just appreciate it a lot more. But it's still such a good movie overall. Like it aged so well, like Pickett said, that I still am wanting to watch it over and over and over and over.
0: Um, Matt, what about you?
1: Um. I think about the only thing that hasn't changed in watching this from then until now is I'm not quite as in awe of how well they created the world of Middle-earth. Like there Harry Potter with the point that that came out that universe was still, being created. like the books were still happening. Middle Earth and Tolkien and Lord of the Rings had been around for quite a long time when these movies hit. Um, there was a lot of other there were other books, there were other stories, there was a lot of lore. Um, there was a lot for them to pull from when they created these. and they just did such an incredible job creating and visualizing the world that Tolkien created. Um, and while I don't quite get the same sense of awe and amazement at what they've done, it's still forever going to be just as enjoyable. And yes, it's three hours, but I I could sit down and lose three hours every day watching this movie and not be bored.
0: And Tim.
4: I mean, every time I turn it on and Arwen comes on the screen, I get enraged, confused, <laughs> and angry. <laughs> angrier than i've ever gotten ever before um which is saying something nerd
1: nerd rage nerd
4: literal nerd rage like i roll my eyes every time Liv tyler walks on the screen it's my biggest hatred in a movie in a film in anything where they throw in a love story especially when they literally make one up just for the movie it infuriates me um i wish there was like an extended cut where it's like you could cut out all the arwen scenes (laughs) So, like, I still feel the same rage that I felt in the theater going, what? Why? Is she, like, here for, like, the whole thing? Who invited (laughs) you? You don't even go here. Like, I was really upset. And I'm not over it, if you couldn't tell. Um, I'm getting sweaty, like, thinking about it. Um, Seeing it in the theater for the first time, like I said, like, I was... I was in awe. Like, I didn't cry like I did at Harry Potter. I think I did cry eventually because I cried everything. But I don't have that, like, explicit memory of a scene that made me cry. But just, like, I think I sat there with my mouth open the whole time because every time they would pan out and show, like, the nature and the environment, and, like, I get it. It's New Zealand. It's not that cool. But, like, in my head, it was Middle Earth. And even still, like, when I'm watching it, like, I catch myself, like, going, Like you just feel like this movie makes you feel transported in a way that I don't think any other movie has ever made me feel, especially a movie that's been based on a book series. Um, I agree with Lydia though, about showing people the theatrical release for the first time, but because I have seen the extended cuts so many, so many times when I watch those theatrical releases, I get lost and I'm like, what? And they also cut so much stuff out about skip, the hobbits. They skipped the part. Right? I get so mad. I'm like, they just don't give you enough hobbits in that first one. Like, there's just, or the theatrical release. I just, I always want more hobbits.
0: So, more giraffes and more hobbits.
4: <laughs> I would rather have hobbits than giraffes. <laughs> Those are very different things. <laughs> <Good offsets>. Um. <laughs> hobbits.
2: Are we starting a new hashtag? Hashtag more hashtag hobbits? <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay. Um, so uh
0: something that we remember about the first time we saw this movie and what you know it added to the experience of the movie. Uh I guess I do have something to add to this one and you kind of reminded me, Tabitha. Um, because I guess I either didn't remember or didn't even know that Liv Tyler was in this movie. Uh, when she first showed up on screen, I did ask myself, do I also have time to watch Empire Records today? Because that mm. is that is my favorite Liv Tyler anything. Um, it's it's hands down one of my favorite movies. Um, but yeah, sadly, I did not have time to watch Empire Records. But maybe, maybe another time. Um, uh, but Tabitha, let's go back to you because I, I feel like I've ended with you for the last two. So let's start with you on this one. What's something that you remember about like the first time that just added to the experience
4: um other than like literally saying out loud like why are you here when Liv tyler was in the movie for more than two seconds um <laughs> i took a copy of fellowship with me to the theater because my friend and i that went to see this we're gonna like sit and like read it in line but something uh, granted, at the movie theater is like 45 minutes from our hometown because we do not have a movie theater where I'm from, get real. Um, But by the time we got there, like we didn't have time. And then I just kept dropping it because I was trying to hold the book. And there for ages was like the imprint of a piece of popcorn on one of the pages of my book because it was on the floor and my book (laughs) fell on top of it. I didn't realize it. I don't even have that copy of the book anymore, but there was like an imprint of the popcorn.
0: Um, Matt, what no,
4: about you?
1: My- um, <laughs> I think the only thing I can think about as far as the experience is that knowing that these movies were coming out, um, I made an effort to read these prior to the release. Um, I had read The Hobbit in junior high. I had never gotten around to Lord of the Rings. So I read Lord of the Rings, the whole trilogy before this first movie came out. So it was very fresh in my mind when this when this came out. And yes, I do still have the nerd rage that Tabitha does when Arwen shows up on screen because she barely exists in the book. Um, but my biggest rem- like, remembrance of the first time seeing this, is that there's a character who plays a pretty significant part in the Hobbit's journey from the Shire into the greater world. The name of Tom Bombadil, Mm-hmm. And I will forever be upset having walked out of that movie the first time going, where the hell was Tom Bombadil? I was so mad. I still am. Every time I watch it, even the extended cuts that he's not in, like, I just, it's one of those things I don't understand why, if you're going to do these grandiose movies, why that's something that they would have cut out. Um, And that's, that's pretty much like one of the biggest things, apart from the awe of everything. I just remember being upset that that, Character who I enjoyed from the book was completely
3: omitted. Um, Pickett. Um, so, I didn't read the books or anything. I didn't have any source material to go off of. Uh, but for me, the only thing, the only issue I have with the film, having not read the source material, is the cliffhanger ending. Basically, like this, I felt this this completely unresolved story. I'm like, where's the rest? Where is the rest of this movie? This is not fair. I'm going to need more. Uh, That was the only issue I had with the film. It was wonderful. And Lydia.
2: So like I said, I don't remember seeing this in theaters or anything, but I do remember that my older sister went and saw it in the theaters. And I just remember her be coming back. And like Pickett said, being so mad that it like the movie was so good. And then it was just like, Oh, Hey, look, we have to go this way and then that was the end of the movie and like she's like stuck to that for so long she refused to go see any of the other movies because she was so mad about it so the first time i watched it and i got to that part i was like oh yeah she's right it does just kind of end with them being like okay we got to go do this now and then it's the end and i <laughs> like that was my first experience with watching the movie was just thinking about her being so angry with this to the point where she hadn't even seen the rest of the movies until like a year ago when i got her these trilogy for for christmas because i was like <laughs> you have to watch these movies like you have to do it like i just remember her being so mad that's 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 my main memory of these movies
0: um and what you guys have said have kind of um tied into my uh my feelings for the last question that that we're going to talk about tonight um so of these two which film um was the better introduction to the franchise and I know that you know Pickett and Lydia you're both talking about stories about you know um being upset that you know this movie ends on such a cliffhanger I think for me that's the reason why Lord of the Rings is a better introduction to the franchise um at the end of the day with Harry Potter um, you know, let's be honest. We all know that that was not going to be the first or the only Harry Potter movie that we saw. But if for whatever reason, whether it was a box office bomb, whether it was, you know, Daniel Radcliffe got arrested, I don't know. Um, <laughs> if Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was the only Harry Potter movie that we got, that told a complete story for the most part. Um, you know, it set up a lot of things. Fellowship of the Ring it ends with, like, hey, we... This story is not done. We're going on. Um, So I feel like, for me, that just kind of, like, it really just drove home that, like, this is part of something way bigger than I am seeing right now. Um, Matt, what about you?
1: Um... As much as I... I'm a bigger fan of Lord of the Rings and will watch those all day, every day. As far as an introduction to the world and the characters, um, in a very basic sense, I almost think that Harry Potter does a better job because you, do, you, you get to start to know who these characters are and where they're going. Um, I, I don't know, Lord of the Rings, the whole thing, it's, it, it's just one big continuous arc for all three movies. And inside the Harry Potter movies, yes, there is a an overarching theme and plot, but again, each one has its own individual plot. So you get little,
3: mm-hmm.
1: little, little, little story arcs for each of the characters in each of the movies. Um, so I think, as far as like an introduction, I would have to say Harry Potter.
3: Um, pick it. Um, so despite how I felt about the ending, um, I felt like Lord of the Rings did paint a better picture of an entire world. Um, I I felt like I got to understand the world of Lord of the Rings, probably more so than the characters. And while some people might think that's probably not a good thing for me, being able to understand that world and be immersed in that, um was was the whole thing uh, yeah. because uh I, like Mitch said because uh, of how it ended it did set it up for this whole thing like realizing that while we saw an entire story that is only part of it uh so uh yeah it's say lord of the rings for sure um i
4: i have a bigger soft spot in my heart for the Lord of the Rings franchise even though it's three movies versus eight and I feel like that first movie despite the cliffhanger almost feels more complete than the Harry Potter first movie however with the Lord of the Rings movies you don't see anybody age and I get that they did that on purpose because most of them are immortal it's what but with the Harry Potter movies like you set this up with these children knowing there were going to be more movies and like that franchise grows with them. Like that franchise just watches them grow up. So part of me thinks that if yet I don't know. I (laughs) I feel like almost both of them like do the same thing but in a different way. Um I guess I'm just gonna go with Harry Potter because you do get that like growth of character. More than not growth of character, but growth of actor. Because Lord of the Rings they they grow as characters, but you did all the story itself is only happening over like a very short amount of time like it's only you know for them to walk from the shire to mordor like harry potter is over the course of many years so harry potter
0: uh lydia you're the tiebreaker what uh which of these two movies did a better job at introducing the franchise
2: so as much as i love harry potter If I was looking at it from when I first saw the movies, I would probably go with Harry Potter, but having gone back and rewatched like the whole Harry Potter series and the whole Lord of the Rings series with someone who had never seen them before and seeing how many like flaws and plot holes and things that were never explained properly, even from the first movie in Harry Potter, I'm going to have to go with Lord of the Rings because like... Harry Potter is a good movie overall it's a good start to the series but it kind of just expects you to know what's going on from the get-go whereas Lord of the Rings is like hey we're gonna start you out telling you the story of everything that led up to this point with like The Hobbit and everything that happened in that storyline to get you to where we are now and even with the cliffhanger like you know that there's gonna be more you know everything up to that point well explained like they don't really leave a whole lot out as far as the story they built for the movies if you're gonna go off the books and yeah there's a lot that they left out but just the story that they built for the movies they did a very good job of making sure that you were aware of what was going on and could keep up with everything Mm -hmm. so as much of a potter head as i am i'm gonna have to say lord of the rings because the movies do a much better job of keeping the like watcher in the loop with everything than the Harry Potter movies did because they left the lot out.
0: So, um, so yeah, so that's, uh, that uh, concludes our tribute to these two, like, uh, long-lasting films. Um, you guys want to re- revisit this in 20 more years or,
1: or not? Nah? I already I mean, old enough. I don't know if we need to do this again in 20 years.
0: <laughs> Fair, <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Fair enough so uh that is gonna do it for this episode of the geek awakens uh we'll be back next week for the lydia did you have something to say
2: i just had a thought and i'm okay. not sure how i feel about it um instead of doing 20 years from now for the first movies like what about 20 years from when the last movie came out for each one?
3: Ooh, ooh,
0: i like that if um yeah if the if the world is still here when that happens. Because, you know.
4: Yeah. Maybe
0: knows. maybe the Mayans were right. It's just they were, you know, off by a few years.
3: Um, <laughs> this just got real dark.
0: <laughs> I end this now. I'm yeah, sorry I came
2: idea. up with this idea. Let's just move on.
0: <laughs> I do like the idea, though. A- add it to your list of uh, potential future special episodes. On it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to do it for this episode of the geek awakens we'll be back next week for our last episode of the year um well for us we'll be back in like five minutes for the last episode of the year but you folks listening don't know this you do now um, in the meantime follow us on social media um uh, we'll be posting stuff throughout the week any uh questions comments or concerns shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com uh, for all of the Geek Awakens, thanks for watching, and we hope to catch you next time. Everybody, say Bye. Bye.
3: bye. bye.